0: Make it matter, got good things,
1: got you Oops. and everything, get back, never get back too soon Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in
2: the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host, coach of the Terrace crew, Matt Ricks. Uh, we're deep. Uh, we're getting deeper and deeper into the uh, NRL pre-season. With the first week of finals just about, uh, first week of preseason challenge games just about in the bag. Uh, we've got a big show tonight. We're here to talk about centre wings and fullbacks positional analysis. Really looking forward to getting stuck in. Uh, you would have heard our new intro there. Gone for a bit of Aussie flavour with the Rubens. A few little creative differences with our old uh, artists, so we thought we'd uh, we'd get a new new team on board for the year. Joining me tonight, uh we got the big guns back again, uh, all the way from foggy London town, coach of the Casbinetas, Danny Boy Ricks. Danny, welcome to week 2 of the Pod Pod.
1: Thanks, Manny. Uh yeah, after a after a rustyish start last week, looking forward to uh to a bit of a deep dive. This is where I I sort of come come to the fold in these uh in these podcasts in the purely looking at the stats and and a bit of a speculative uh, analysis of the of the teams coming up. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it.
2: Also joining us tonight is uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Big welcome to – do we figure out your team name, Tubes? Uh, anyway, let us know. So, big welcome to Tubes. G'day, Matt,
0: uh, and hey, Dan. It's uh, Tubes' Pods this year, um, and – yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've, I'm ready to tell you you rabbits up this week because I've, I'm coming in hot with some research. And I feel like you've, I feel yeah, like this is the most a, research I, you've done. There was a bit of there was a bit of chat in the in a WhatsApp group this week, and people were giving out rankings of who's going to finish higher and for some potential for side bets. And everyone in the group had be finishing last out of all of us. So I'm I'm really fired up, and <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be going to be taking you rabbits down this year. That's for sure. And it starts. And it starts tonight.
2: I think we should get that out on a Twitter poll. So for those playing along at home, um, we the chat. The chat started that um, that I was trying to figure out where I where I would rank in terms of favoritism to take out the Supercoach coach title, coach title for the year. And uh, and Jono, our friend, um, put up that I was not even favorite to win our pod group. So. Um, yeah, we'll we we'll get a bit of a we'll get a bit of a poll going as to who's gonna who's gonna uh, who's gonna take out the title for the Pod Pod uh, core team this year.
0: Yeah. Might be you.
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think I've got you, you Roberts, covered pretty comfortably. To be honest. Um. All right. We're gonna get into our um. We're gonna we're gonna get into centre wings and fullbacks. But before we do, uh, we wanted to make a couple of special announcements. So. You remember last year for those who tuned in that we had a big major prize for the winner of the Pod Pod unlimited group and that was a round of golf at the lakes up there in Sydney and a ticket out to the chairman's club at Royal Randwick Racecourse now we're actually going to be having the 2022 winner of that group uh Jared coach of Pink Sox he's coming in 3 weeks time we're he's cashing in um, we've organised it. We got tea time tubes. I think just after lunch out at the uh, out at the lakes with uh, with the old man and and Jared. And then that's into Ranwick on Saturday to watch the uh, the mighty Eduardo go around in the Challenge Stakes. And then um, we're trying to lock in a couple of tickets as well to, to the Sharks versus Bunnies round one game down at PointsBet Stadium. So absolute cracker over a weekend. And and Jared's going to fill his boots. genuinely the.
0: The, it's the best prize going around in town. Like, and when Eduardo wins the challenge, it pays for the weekend, and everyone's and and and, <laughs> and, and, and everyone's happy. So it's uh, it's it's so we're we're yeah, I'm sure we're gonna announce the prize for this year, and, and it's it's got to be the bet, not just the best prize in in Supercoach outside of the fifty k or whatever it is for winning it from the Telegraph, but certainly, um, just just am um,
2: it's the best it's the best con it's the best content prize in Supercoach content land. There's no doubt about it. Every single group I see is giving out Supercoach rings from some trophy store. Now that's all well and good, but this uh this is money by can't money can't buy experience and we're really pumped to announce that it's going to be coming back for 2023, same prize.
1: There's there's so many things there. Like can you just can you just run through exactly what that prize is, Maddie?
2: So, tea time in a four ball with Myself, Tubes, and our old the man. Bodfather. Out at the Lakes Golf Club. One of the Bodfather. top. top. I think it's – is it top five, the Podfather? Yeah. Is it, is it one of the top five-ranked courses in Australia, Dan?
1: It'd be up there. It's certainly one of my favorites. It's very, very nice.
2: Impossible to get on. Can't just – no walk-up starts, put it that way.
1: No.
2: Um, and then Friday night it'll be – not sure. Probably a bit of a feed. what's the footy. And then Saturday into – Royal round with graces out in the Chairman's Club, and the Chairman's Club is—I don't know, Tubes. How would you describe oh, that?
0: It's just—I um, don't know. It's a—it's it, just a good, good vibes, good place to be. Yeah,
2: good day out of the races. <laughs> it's food, it's it's lunch, drinks, the whole package for the whole day. Oh, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, how and good. plus,
0: yeah. Oh, and plus owners' tickets for this year. So,
2: and owners' tickets this year, mm-hmm. yeah, because because and- the Podfather's got a horse running.
1: Potential to go into the winners' lounge after after the race as well.
0: If yeah, you'll be, yeah a, you'll be about. So you'll be three's on to be in the winners <laughs> round, uh, winners' lounge. I reckon.
2: So yeah, and then and then like we said, we'll probably try and go to the footy as well. So look, it's a it's a great prize. Um, we you know, we want to get as many as we can in the Pod Pod Unlimited group this year. So the code for everyone that wants to have a chance at winning that prize and be like Jared. Uh, We might even, I don't know, we'll talk to Jared see if we can come on and give a bit of a recap of of his weekend because we might cut it off about round three or four, something like that, so there'll be plenty of time to get in. The group code is 809189. Repeat, 809189. So jump in there and be eligible to win the grand overall prize, uh, best prize in Supercoach we're going with. and really pumped to to get that off on the ground again. We'll talk – haven't got sponsors' approval yet, but we're pretty confident we can get that. Um, uh, well, all, right. all right, that's a, that's the biggest prize announcement I've, I think we've that's a, in the history of Supercoach. So it's bigger than the fifty k. Um, our next admin item. there we go back to the back to the run sheet. Uh, Queenstown. So we're having our Queenstown bet again. Me and Dan, same teams this year. Me and Dan. Is that yeah, it fair? Wasn't,
0: was a bit of a touch didn't up didn't last year. out well in uh, golf, but is it it's, is it fair? Right in Supercoach?
2: So that's uh, me and Dan, myself and Dan versus Dad and Tubes. Um, best score of the week wins, and that's a cumulative total. Loser pays for golf, drinks, food, etc. On our end of season trip, Dan. I don't know if we'll be back down this year. It could be a could be a saved up one, but we'll uh, we'll do our best. Uh, looking forward to updates on that throughout the season.
1: What about Andrew King? Put him in the second. Put him somewhere good for this game well the juggler the juggler's come out at brookie
2: all right let's uh let's jump in now to our fullback chat so uh fullback's been one of the biggest make or break positions in the last few years in super coach particularly um with the pre- prevalence of them becoming the most popular captain choices as well um long gone are the days when you used to be able to captain your steady front rowers or back rowers in your cory parkers and more recently, paying hasses really need to nail your fullbacks um, to get the captains right, and that is going to be no different this year. Um, we'll just go through the most popular fullbacks so far by ownership. Now, um, I'm going to leave out the ones who are centre wing or not. Not probably you wouldn't cons- Let's say you won't consider them at fullback. Um, so the number one owned fullback from an ownership perspective, I'll just grab it up quickly, is none other than Supercoach legend James Tedesco, 48, 42% ownership currently, he's 836K. Uh, Tommy Turbo is 577K, or currently 32.6% owned. Uh, then you're down to Latrell, who is 889K, 14.6% owned, and they are the only three big guns who have higher than 10% ownership. All right, so where do we start here? I think... There's a couple of schools of thoughts here. Most people, I think, are going with the Teddy and Turbo Combo. Uh, there's a few going with Trell Turbo Combo, and then there's a few going a bit wider that as well. So let's start with these premium guys, 600K plus. In there we've got Trell, Teddy, Gutho, Brimson, Drinkwater, and Dylan Edwards. Dan, I'll start with you. Um how are you weighing up the premium options, and how do you think you want to structure it to, to start twenty twenty three?
1: Well, I think the obvious is you need two absolute premium top tier who you think is going to get off to a fast start. Um, and this year, Turbo is not even in the premium price, so I I mean I I see him as ultra premium. So I'm I'm looking at Turbo and one of either Trell or Teddy. I think I'm leaning at the moment towards Teddy. I don't have as many roosters. Now that Angus Crichton is out, I think um you can carry carry Teddy and uh cheese and maybe another rooster quite easy uh, with that early buy. So probably probably leaning towards that. And to be honest, I haven't I haven't looked at the other guys. I, I don't think I don't think there's much uh options other than that.
2: Tubes you rolling those other guys out as well, your Guthos, your your Brimsons. Brimson's available at five eight, so we might chat about him on the five eight pod as well, but yeah, your drinkies, Edwards and Guthos are they are they non starters for you? Yeah,
0: so I think the starting point for me with my fullback comment is if anyone out there that's listening to this is thinking about starting with a cheapie, we're not talking about it on this pod in the fullback um, in the fullback <laughs> section because you're absolutely crazy if you're looking at a cheapy in the fullback position. Um, you you have to take, as Dan said, two two premium options. Uh, for me, uh, I, I probably can talk about a couple of those those others. So um, I think Luttrell and, and Teddy talk for themselves. Um, for me, Luttrell, uh, a lot of what I'm going to be looking at to start the year is just looking at what value looks like. And I think Luttrell is an absolute gun player. I just can't see how he has a better season than he did at the back end of last year. Um, after going over to the US and getting his hamstring fixed and having a mid-season break, and then coming back and absolutely killing it, so I don't, I won't be starting with Latrell. Um, so I, I think everyone is pretty, pretty keen on Turbo at the price. I, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit torn then uh, after that between what I look at doing. Um, with Turbo, so I like Teddy, uh, but I also really like Kalen Ponga uh, starting at 5'8 this year for the Knights. Assuming he gets dual status and picked at 5'8, eight, I'll likely then get him, get him there. Um, but I think it's worth considering everyone a strategy. Matt, are you thinking of starting with Turbo if uh, to start the year? If assuming he plays round one,
2: yeah, I'm. I'm going Teddy and Turbo. Something that have to be pretty um, significant in from a news perspective there. To, yeah, to so I
0: so I definitely am going to have Turbo, but assuming he's in, if if he was injured round one, and then they have the buy round two, I think it blow like you sort of have to blow up your team to work out where do you go with, to from there with Turbo if you don't get someone similar price. So Kalen Ponga for me is is definitely that real interesting one at fullback that if I had to sub Turbo out. Uh, he's definitely one that i'm bringing in or i'll be bringing in at 58 most likely as well
2: i think the big thing with turbo is i've heard a few conflicting um and it's good different point of view he's so injury prone he's missed so many games in the last three years um, except for the 2021 season um, it's a good 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 one to ask you actually dan does injury proneness like does that does that put a bit of a like the brakes on slightly for someone like Turbo, who obviously, I feel like the risk is worth it for the price that you're paying, just because of his upside. You get his points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might get injured, but I think I think the risk is worth it. But is that is that a consideration for you that he's just so injury prone that, in such an important position, you don't want to you don't want to carry that injury risk.
1: I think, I think to a degree, yes, um, particularly for a hamstring injury. The biggest, the biggest risk factor for doing a hamstring injury is having a previous hamstring injury. So very, very common to redo it. He's done it several times now. I think you do have to factor that in. However, as you said, at the value you're getting him at, uh, I think it's definitely worth the risk this year. Just, just, just bring him in. I, d- I like Tubes' thoughts actually on, say he doesn't play that round one, which, which mainly might do because you do get the two week break with the buy second round. I, I don't mind having someone like a Ponga who's very similar price, so you don't have to have to shift your teams around. I think I'd probably only, um, only change that up if Ponga actually got the duel at five eight. Uh, before the season begins uh but yeah definitely definitely slightly have to consider the hamstring as an issue but at the value if you say he was about 700 800 maybe going to 900k yeah. I'd probably I'd probably be leaning against him uh particularly with that injury cloud
2: I mean it's only 12 months ago that people were saying that they want him at 1.2 something mil- 1.27 million i think he was to start the year and he had the same injury History. It's just he got injured last year again. So, I I think the upside's there. I, I don't think you need to look beyond beyond him. I just think that it's it's too much of a. I, I'm I'm more worried about the risk that he comes out and turns up in the first game, and I don't I don't own him, and and I haven't been able to build my side elsewhere because of it. Because if you go say Teddy and luttrell then you've got uh, sorry yeah Teddy and Latrell instead of Turbo, then you've you've got to find 300k. Um, out of the rest of your squad, so yeah. yeah, I'm I'm more worried about that than I am about Turbo getting injured in in round one. Um, if I circle back, you, Matt, you
0: touched on. <laughs> I'll circle back to the. Yeah, that's what I was just about to was about ready to come back to round two. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'll circle back to the question that you originally asked me that I I did a nice little political dance about not answering and and wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about, <laughs> but um, the original question about yeah. Gutho, those other premium. I, I mean, I'm. I would. they obviously went pretty well last year because they're priced this way, but I can't believe that Edwards and Gutho are in that 700K price range. And I wouldn't even think about uh, starting with either of them if I bucket them together. Uh, Gutho, I think is a, there's a case for him hopefully dropping a couple of hundred K and you pick him up before all those buy routes um, uh, that Parramatta are going to have.
2: Yeah, Parramatta just yeah, Parramatta. Parramatta play all the major by rounds thirteen, sixteen, and nine. So there's a
0: case that Gutho could so, be on your side throughout the year, but I certainly couldn't start with him at seven hundred k. The big one for me, yeah, the big one for me is a big lay is Drinkwater. I think Drinkwater is going yeah. to be a popular pick, similar to what I talked about with Luttrell, But this isn't so much against Drinkwater, but just against the Cowboys in general. They finished top four last year. They played pretty well. Similar to the Sharks, really outperformed, I guess, where the market expected them to be at the start of the year. And, yep. and obviously drink water benefited from that or helped contribute to that in a massive way. And I'm happy to lay that uh they'll come back to the mean a little bit this year. The Chad and Did and can't be as uh, I guess. Uh, good if you want to call them good but you know uh, uh, good in terms of a first grade standard as they were last year so I I feel like the Cowboys are in for a bit of a regression compared to a top four finish and Drinkwater will will likely drop in price from where he's going to start the year at nearly 750k you're thinking the same Dan by the sounds of things
1: I no, I actually I actually think the opposite I think cows have cows have got a great side and it's it's only going to be more formidable this year I, I believe just because they're more set uh set in their in their team like they're not changing much uh they haven't lost too much and they've got a lot of young guys who are really up and coming uh particularly in that back row and then yeah i mean the halves may be a worry but chad's doing a role there uh did and i thought had a had a breakout year last year and he looked really good and then Dreeky's just just so explosive. So I think I've definitely floated with Drinky in my side uh, with a few combinations. I think if Turbo is is out that round one, round two, I would probably take the pun on getting Drinky over one of Teddy and Trell uh, and then say it's not working out or I'm not liking it and Turbo's back, you'll you'll get a couple of hundred grand uh, to spend elsewhere if you do that downgrade.
2: The Cowboys draw is so good for the first Nine, eight weeks of the comp. Um, I've heard some very, very good super coaches who are very seriously considering Drinky. I am um, not at the moment, only because of Teddy Turbo. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a there's a case to be made. But I I very I'm very appreciative. I think it's very clever what Dom said, Tube said about the um the cows overperforming and can we expect that same level of performance? I think everyone is expecting a high level of performance. Um, but it was very good to hear our first Chad bash for the year tubes. So thanks for it that. It was a light bash. Um, it was it part. was a.
0: it was a yeah it was a small backhander, not much in it.
2: Yep. So not so we we're gonna we're gonna go with a bit of consensus there. Well Dan, Dan, and I'm kind of on board, but I'm not not, not there yet. Is Drinky's the, the popular the the best premium pick away from Trell and Teddy. Maybe the only pick, sorry, away from Trell and Teddy and the premiums. Uh just to round out fullback's tubes. These kind of higher mid-range guys. You spoke a little bit about Ponga there. Um, can you expand on him? And the other one that I think is worth talking about because he's changed clubs is Reese Walsh.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I like the move Ponga to, to five eight. Um, obviously, he's going to be kicking goals. He's going to be playing outside Jackson Hastings. Um, he's had a horrible. Last couple of years, Kalen Ponga. So if you go back to 2020, he averaged almost 80 across 18 games. And then the last two seasons, he's played 14 games both years. And it, and, but it sort of feels that they've been really injury riddled seasons. He's, he sort of played really well in the Origin series the last two years. But for the Knights, for Newcastle fans, it's sort of felt like he's been, a bit hamstrung so whether it's concussions and and whatnot so I feel as though this year could be a, a well I wouldn't call it a breakout year but as in a sort of resurgence year for him for the Knights and moving to five eight um, at the price of 500k I think he could get that that upside um, and he's and he's worth um, starting off the year
2: I'm seriously considered i'm seriously i think the big thing for Ponger is he, uh, he has to be gulky. That's a non-negotiable for me. If I'm going to even consider him at five, if he gets five eight dual before round one, I couldn't possibly pick him at fullback unless, like you said, um, maybe was going to pick Turbo uh, if Turbo was going to come in round three. Uh, what do you reckon, Dan?
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm. I think you were about to talk about it. Uh, if Ponga gets that dual position at five eight, um, I think he's a he's a great option. Great option there. I won't be touching him at at fullback position. Uh, to start off the year anyway, just to see how he's going. Um, as Tube said, there's there's just seems to get injured all the time. He's a, he's a small body. He's obviously so strong and so good, but he is, he is prone to that injury. So I would, uh, I mean, for example, you know, might, might kick off the first Who Would You Rather for the year, but if he's available at 5'8", five, five, uh, looking at him and Matty Burton at the same price, uh, who, who do you think you'd go for there, Matty?
2: well he's 60k cheaper than Burton. I don't know how like real it is, but his concussion history does worry me a bit. Um, and I think they're obviously rightly going to continue to protect him. Is is planet 58 better for his super coach output? I would say probably not in on the on the balance of um probability. Um I would consider him at 58 and I was keener earlier but I've yeah, I'd want to see, make sure he's goal kicking like I said. The I think that I would prefer Burton. Yeah, it's close, and,
0: but I agree with um i I'd, i I'd, i'm i'm i lean Ponger over Burton. I definitely don't think Pongers is in that top three fullback considerations. The only reason I'm bringing him up in the fullback conversation is purely I've got this scenario in my head: Turbo out round one and round two. Yeah, price point means I don't blow up the team. Ponger comes to fullback. And then you get a good look at him for a couple of weeks at how he goes at 5.8. and then when Turbo's back in round three, you you can slide him down to 5.8 if he's killing it, and bring Turbo back in, uh, bring start the then start Turbo in your side from from round three onwards. So, I think that's um, that's an option. That the other option at the similar price oh. point is that Reese Walsh and similar five hundred low five hundred k. For the Broncos, who obviously I talked for those that didn't hear last week, I talked about how easy their run is for the first eight weeks, other than Penrith round one. They've got then uh, six games after that. First 10 weeks, yeah. So uh, you could look at Reese Walsh, but for me, the fact that he loses goal kicking coming from the Warriors to the Broncos, that loses eight to 10 points a week. Um, And I just think that they've got plenty of stars. In their back line, um, I, I don't see a huge upside, uh, and he's no chance of getting the goal kicking over Adam Reynolds. So I think um, Pong is a Pong is a better at the price between those two.
1: Dan, yeah, I think when you talk about you know being the pod pod, who is who is the ultra pod out of those fullbacks? And I think Reese Walsh is the ultra pod. There uh, could be could be terrible for you. But, you know, as we've talked about, if if Turbo's around the same price and you can switch him to him, that's that's not too bad. But if you start with him and he has an absolute cracker of a first few rounds, I think people will struggle to still bring him in. So he will be a really good pod for you. Uh, And it's just whether you're willing to take that risk or not uh, early on in the season. Yeah,
2: I think he only comes into it for me if Turbo's out. Like we've said, um, I don't know how you could possibly pick him instead of Turbo. Um, it's it's we're recording Sunday night again and it's currently just gone second half in Broncos Titans trial game and Walsh is already over for a meat pie. It's twenty four six. And uh we'll get to your boy in a minute, Tubes, but Katoni Staggs has bagged himself a couple of meaties in the first yeah, half. No, there. Good.
0: <laughs> no good.
2: That's uh no good. That's gonna that's gonna shoot yeah. his popularity up. Uh Reese Walsh is just just <laughs> Reese Walsh is Ah, uh, God! I've, I've had a shocker. There, he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored two many. He's kicked two goals. They gave him the first. <laughs> they gave him the first couple of kicks. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hang on a sec. Reese Walsh then kicked the second two goals. So yeah, no meat pies for Catoni tubes. Just a couple. Of, just a couple of kicks. You're safe. Tanner Boyd, though. <laughs> Tanner Boyd's got a goal tubes from our chat yeah. last week. Yeah, he's got that kicking wrapped up by the looks. All right, let's um, let's push on now to our centre wing discussion. Um, Now, this is a big one. Um, Before we get into the players, I just wanted to chat a little bit of strategy about centre wing. I think there's four types of centre wings that you can go for. Um, Now, how many actually, how many players do you need to pick in your
0: centre wing? Seven? Seven? Four to start, three on the bench.
2: Seven. That's a lot. So you've got to get a lot of players in there. Now, traditionally, The most popular kind of center wing to start the season is the cheapy center wing, Um, theory being that a cheapy center wing is more likely to to be able to match or outscore even your gun center wings or your mid ranges, and so you're better off um, saving your pennies in center wing, hoping you can get a few few cash cows away to a flyer and build your bank from there. This is the proven model. Um, I think it's the safest model. Comes with a little bit of risk. There you can you can you know they're cheap. Sometimes they're cheap for a reason, and they can let you down, so it can hurt you on the points. The second type is the guns, so the premiums, uh, and they're the ones you're hoping can really get you way to a flyer. Um, having a gun center wing with a big ceiling um, can really launch you up the ranks quickly. Um, and I think I think it's fair to say that most people are kind of looking for one gun center wing to start the year this year um, and so it's important that you get that one right the third type is the mid-range flyer so these are you guys who are sort of that 400 to 600k range this season who you want to bring in you know you maybe you've gone one gun and one mid-range or no all cheapy and one mid-range who you think can really get off to a fast start now that these are can be risky because if these ones fail you've basically wasted 200k 200 to 300k that you could have spent elsewhere um, and it's not a strategy that I love. I think you really want to find the right player in that price range, and we'll talk, we'll go through a few of them soon. Uh, and the final one there is the Nuff center wing. So uh, I'll package in jewels here as well because jewels is something that's quite important in the center wing if you can get that second row um, jewel with a center, with a center wing. Um, this year is a bit different. Because there's buys, I think that it's very risky to start with Nuffs. Last year – um, uh, you know, um, avid listeners of the pod pod would remember that we all actually started with a couple of nuffs uh, at least each. I think one fan of the pod uh, started with five <laughs> five nuffs last year. Um, <laughs> this year you're going to need a bit of depth in your squad, given you've got buys, and especially at the start of the year when squads aren't that deep, it's going to be very hard to get 17 players out there in rounds two, three, four, especially when Manly, um. Roosters and who and Penrith have the buying round of three, yeah. So, like, I think that most people have two players at least from each of those sides, and so carrying Nuffs can be dangerous. But, um, I will caveat that with if you've got enough center wing who you know will get a run at some point and is a jewel, particularly, um, I think that that's a really, really okay strategy. I would only want to do maximum one of those. Um, one time that's worked in the last few years was um it's going back probably to 2019 I would say um maybe even 2018 tubes you remember Bronson sherry so he didn't start the year um, but he was bottom price he ended up being a gun center wing um, and I think I think that I might have started with him and he ended up coming into the team and then you didn't have to buy him but look it's a it's it's probably not really for this year but I just thought I'd touch on it
0: he, he got real big that year too don't know. Don't know what, don't know what happened, but he, geez, he put on some bulk. <laughs> well, he was he put big. on a lot of bulk that he was already I, big. I don't know how, but he did. <laughs> um, but yeah. They're, nah, they're good points, Matt. Well, well articulated. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I think if you're going to, if you're going to have enough, uh, the only place you could maybe put it is that fourth front row forward position, I think. um that's that's all I'd yeah. be looking at this year. But if there is if there is someone under, say, 240K that's that's got a bench spot or playing in that front row forward, I'm probably leaning towards getting them over a, over a bottom price 200K enough. Yeah,
2: I've got a lot of good thoughts there. And I think, yeah, let's pick that one up on our, um, on our front row forward pod. Um, all right, let's get stuck into our premium guys. So I'm just going to list off um, – actually, no, I'm not going to bother. Let's just get into the chat of who the premium oh. guys are that are on everyone's radar. Tubes, I'll start with you. Given a given this, you know this is this
0: is your kind of this is your wheelhouse. Let's say, all right, it is my wheelhouse, and this is a public service announcement. Before we start, I am not going the mid range ultrapod crap players this year at all. It's a rule. I'm bringing it in. Rule number one: if if they're coming into tubes as pods. <laughs> And they're a pod. They have to be good player and they're not a mid-range centre wing to start the year. Anyone that listened last year might remember I started with Marcelo Montoya, who got 128 last weekend in the trials and that was his best score in the last few years. Uh, I think I also talked myself into, oh, I can't even remember, someone. Matt, 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 Matt Moy- Moyland? Moylan? No, he was all right. He was fine. Uh, but... But more those cent- these center wing mid ranges. You said it before; those low mid ranges. You're just trying to get off on a flyer, uh, and you have to get the right ones. I'm very much looking at this year going, trying to find some pods still to start the year, but looking at some a bit more safer bets. So those with a bit of a higher, higher base, higher floor, uh, but still have the potential uh, from an upside point of view, and then going those cheapy, um, you know. Uh, cheapy popular options uh, to, to just assist with the with, you know with not not losing ground on the pack to start the year so in the guns I'm really uh, there's, there's obvi- I consider guns realistically to be over 600k uh, starting the year um, I think there's what is there there's about 15 15 to 18 of them this year, to start the year. So there's a big selection to go through. I'm looking at CIFA um, Talakai. So it's massive. Uh, to start the year for me, as I mentioned uh, in, in my reasons of, I think cfa has got a really good floor. I think last year, uh, a stat Jono gave me last week actually was CIFA only scored three tries at centre for the Sharks last year, and two of them happen to be in that really big manly game when he scored 150-plus. And his floor is still uh, 45-plus just because of how many tackle breaks that he gets, but but we all know that he does have the potential to get off to to have that ceiling as we saw in the manly game last year. With Teague Wilton starting back for the Sharks on the edge, being a hard-running back rower, uh, and with those balls going out the back to kennedy and and or even straight to to CIFAR, uh for me he's a he's a lock in my team as my gun to to start the year, and I'm just hoping he ends up being a bit of a pod at the price point,
2: yeah, he was a bit maligned in the end last year because I think a lot of people got burnt bringing him in after that big one fifty and just who is this guy, who is this man, this god. And he just never really did it from then on. So he got that, he got 160. He got back, he got three tons in four weeks in um, rounds four, six, and seven. And then from there, um, whilst not, like he never had any bad, like his lowest score was 34. So like that's a good floor, um, particularly if you're going to spend that kind of money early on. But he only averaged 47. Um, Now, he only scored one try in that time, as you alluded to. But um, yeah, look... Seifa uh, kind of gets on my radar, but and he, and he's currently in my team. But that's only because I'm trying to play with this with this one gun strategy. Um, there's a few Dan. Oh, before we get off Talakai, have you got any quick thoughts on him?
1: Uh, like I always look at it in terms of uh, who who you would compare him to in the same sort of position. And uh, we'll probably talk about him a bit later. But say you know he's very similar to Brian Todd. they're gonna have they're gonna have good flaws. They, I think they're pretty risk free in terms of picking them up early on. I think they're the safest ones, and I alluded to a last pod. If not, I'm trying to be a bit safer this year, a bit more conservative, uh, and I think Talakai is a, a good option for that. That one gun center wing, uh, or if you're running two gun center wings, I think is a is a great option to have there just for a bit of security. Uh, with the base that he does and and hopefully jags a few few tries i think he's he doesn't have a buy for for the first six rounds or so as well so uh, i think he's a he's a good option to start the year
2: there's a few in this in this gun range tubes um or tubes and Dan. we'll see whoever wants to chime in but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pan a few of these quickly just stop me if stop me if you disagree i'll give you a, a couple i'll give you a half a second between each if you if you want to chime in Isaac Tago, Sivo. <laughs> this is just this is to start of the year. Not not they could all these guys come into contention obviously at some point. Jesse Ramian, Zach Lomax, Sione Katoa, Stephen Crichton, Taylan May. He's suspended round one. Hey, he's out. He's suspended. So yep, not an option.
0: Ronaldo Muletalo. Oh, I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone going in. I honestly, I, I wouldn't mind him. Um with the punters out there, they want to hear you say it. Say his full uh, name. Please. Ronaldo Muatalo. Uh, he <laughs> I, I I I um Not bad. He just doesn't yeah.
2: have the floor to start with, I don't think, at, at six hundred yeah. plus K. No,
0: nah, he's a definite wait, wait and see.
2: He'll he'll go on a run. You want to pick him up when he's yeah. in the four hundreds. David Yeah. <laughs> No what? no he he has to be one of the worst like he can do it, no. don't get me wrong, but he's coming from the storm. Back to the Tigers. No, not for me.
0: Um Daniel Tupo? I think he's um Yeah, he's yep. an option.
1: I don't mind Tupo.
2: I think the roosters, the number of roosters Definitely with that the um the number of roosters the number of roosters makes it a little bit difficult. Um now that Crichton's gone, maybe not, but yeah, like he would be at your very least your third rooster. Um, and when they don't play in round four,
1: yeah, no, I I don't mind him. I think on the on the back end of uh, on that left left edge, uh, it's going to be going to be great this year. Even with Crichton out, I think there's there's uh, I think there's talk that Suwali might be that left center. Uh, I think he's going to be you know Dolphins' first game gets off to a flyer, and he I think he's a pretty safe option with his base as well. His base was down a little bit last year. Uh, but I think he'll still he'll still go well. So he's 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 just one of those guys that uh, he's you know he's going to be in for fifteen plus tries for the year, and he's got a decent base, so easy to pick up. Nof, Nofo's base, however, has just progressively gone down. So I don't I don't see how you could be interested in Luma. There's nothing no. that's really shown that he's that he's on the outpour. He's going to he's going to come back from that. So. Uh, and, and at 600K, he's not really going to hurt you on the wing for the Tigers.
2: Yeah, Tupu's got a bit of a, a – obviously got a good floor. Um, he scored a lot of tries last year, but he's he's just going to score a lot of tries. That's just who he is. Um, Alex Johnston, I, I couldn't possibly start with him. I don't AJ. think you
0: can start with him at the price with the Bunnies draw that, he's, that, that they've got. Um, he's another one that – I I'd put my money on right now. He'll be in my team at some point throughout the season, but because he 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 will have a huge run, and he might even be a keeper for the back end of the year, but just not to start with their run and 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 at the price.
1: AJ is always that one that you've just got to pick up at the right time. So I would I would never pay premium price uh, for AJ. I would uh, wait. I've never really picked him up. I, I always like a bit more base in, in my centre wingers, but he can he's one that can absolutely kill you. He can go on a massive run, especially when the buddies are going well. So it's all about picking him up at the right price, at the right time, with the right draw.
2: The thing about AJ, um, for all the chat, I mean, he, he only had two scores under 30 last year, which is pretty incredible. Uh, South's obviously had a pretty good year. Um, I heard a stat. Um, on a pod the other day, and it was quite a good one, um, which was really balanced. I think it was the SC Talk guys, and they said about how Alex Johnston actually averages over 60 against the gun sides, which is, you know, all the narrative about Johnston is when you want to pick him up when he's got that good run of games. Now, I think that's fair, but what I will say is those um, those games have been played, and South's won a lot of those games, it, there's no guarantee that they're going to win those tough games moving forward. So I think it's still quite a risky thing to pick him up when they've got a tough draw because if they're slightly off the pace, um, then you know they're, they're not going to win their share of those games. So I, I just think that you still just want to pick him up on that, on that hot draw would be my take for AJ. Um, so, yeah, couldn't possibly start with him. Yeah. Um, and then you're looking at the top. Um, two now, I'm not going to say top three. The three three highest price premium guys. Now I'm going to say you can't start with any of these guys because they're all they're all uh, the best. Some of the best um, super coach players in the game. But you got Joey Manu, who's just over 800k. Ruben Garrick, who is 700 and something thousand. I don't have that right in front of me. And uh, Val Holmes, who we spoke a lot of, a lot about last week. Out of those guys, Val is the most popular. Um, in the game. He's the highest owned. Um, and is he the highest owned? I don't think he's the highest owned center wing, no, but he's the highest owned premium. He's 25% owned. Um, we spoke a, a fair bit of a lot better than last week. I don't know, Dan, do we want to do we want to touch on him again quickly, just given he's so, he is so um, pertinent in the center wing?
1: Yeah, I think with that, he's with 750K. 724. You're not picking him up for the value of the price. You're just picking it up. 724. Sorry, you're not picking him up for the value in the price, you're picking him up because you believe he's going to have an absolute flyer to start with. So, I, I mean, I, I like him. I think if you're going to pick up Holmes, uh, you're probably only going to run with one gun center wing and then the rest either mids or low cheapies because he's just, just too much value there.
2: Tubes, Joey Manu,
1: any interest? Um, a
0: little bit. I was just going to throw in on Holmes. If you want a, a breakdown of why not to get him, go back and listen to our 1st our preseason pod because I, I really outlined a, <laughs> uh, a reason not to get him at the back end of the, of, of the yeah. show. Uh, but with Joey Manu, I mean, like, like AJ, like many of these, definitely think he'll be in my side at some point during the year. Can't see how you start with him at 800K and not really knowing what... His role will exactly look like in the team. Kiri's back. Yep. Teddy's yep. back. Suwali's playing center. They're like absolutely stacked. And uh, that five. He was so good when he was five eight fullback, or even just a really dominant roving center last year. So he'll definitely be on the watch list for sort of round six, seven, eight over the bye period pickup. Not being an
1: orange player. Dan. Uh, yeah. One thought on Manu. He's he's. He's too expensive for me, and I, I'm I'm 99% sure he won't be in my side to start with, but I think the one one thing you could run with is if you do pick him up uh, and something happens early on and he's not going very well, uh, you can then get a good look at some of the other mid-rangers that are off to a good start. So if you're not keen on those guys between the sort of 300,000, 400,000 mark, and you're not you're not sure if you want to pick them up and take a risk on them early. You could pick up Manu to start, and the rest cheapies. And then say Manu gets off to a flyer, great, you're absolutely killing it. Everyone wants him. If he doesn't go so well, by that time that the Roosters have the buy, you can break Manu up into two mid mid-rangers, even a even another maybe a gun and uh, and a, a mid cheapie. Uh, and you've had a look at them for a first couple of rounds, so you know whether they're going to make cash. You know their roles in the teams, so that would be the only theory I would have around why you would pick Manu up early on at that price.
2: Yeah, I think he's pretty scary not to own, but um, I, I quite I quite like that. And there's there's a bit of strategy opening up with that sort of thing, particularly to start the year with guys who are on an early buy or a buy, um, and how you can kind of manage your trades around that. Um, yeah, that's a good bit of insight there, Dan. The final premium uh, is Ruben Garrick. Don't think either of you guys are considering him. I know I'm not. No, Penn. No, Penn, Yeah, no. Nah, I think yeah, I think I think there's a bit of um. I think he's going to go to center at some point this year. Point in the year as well. Uh, he's a great player. I think yeah, everyone will be hoping he loses a bit of bit of coin and maybe even you know, gets Turbo's fullback spot if he gets injured. Um, the last two premium guys I want to have a quick chat about. Um, a Campbell Graham and Nick Meany, both of you, who I think are a little bit interesting. Tubes, can you give me a case for Campbell Graham first of all?
0: I think just following the theme I was talking about earlier with um, with Kalakai, um, Campbell Graham is is a very reliable centre wing. Uh, so he averaged 60, 63 last year, um, but he didn't score many tries. Uh, he his base went up. Uh, And it's gone, um, and it's always been high, but last year it it was 37 in base um, is what he averaged. And he had a big hand in a number of tries. Pretty much he was their main attacking weapon when they went on that right-hand side. Um, So he actually had quite a good uh, attacking create stats for, for last year. It was well up on previous years. So I think he's, again, he's a safe option if you're looking for a, uh, center wing uh, that has high upside but also isn't going to get you into too much trouble to start the year. For me I, I could the only thing holding me back from him is probably their their slow start to the year and if I was going to go two absolute premium guns uh, I've, I've said Talakai already and I think Big Bad Brian's the other one um, that I'd be that I'd be uh, holding down for. So can make the case for Graham, but I won't be starting with him myself.
2: I think that he's priced correct unless he starts on the left. There are a few murmurs that him and Tass could swap sides, but I just don't think the Rabbitohs' attack is relevant enough on the right. I just can't really see that changing with Luttrell and, and Cody. Yeah, look, he through the first 10 rounds last year, he scored three tries in 10 games. I think that's about right. So like, you know, and he averaged 61. So he's priced at about a 62, 63. So, yeah, look, he's got he's got some upside. He's got tons in him. We know that. But, yeah, I think I think at the price, um, I think he could probably go for more upside with a Talakai or potentially even a Nick Meany, who he's expensive. I think he's coming in at around. The site just keeps reordering on me. I, I like to reorder it by price when we're doing this, and it, it flicks me back to uh, ownership from time to time. But Nick Meany's 644K. 3.6% owned. Um, he's going to be obviously slotting in at fullback for Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, fullback for the Storm is obviously a really, really good position for Supercoach. Consensus is they're going to be quite good again. They've obviously lost a lot of their forward pack, but Bellamy will have some ready-made replacements, no doubt. Um, it's a bit tricky going off his stats from last year because he he, he sort of floated a bit between 5'8 and fullback with Meany, so... Uh oh, sorry, with Munster. So it's a little bit tricky. He didn't set the world like on fire, but he got a lot of seventies and eighties and, and stuff through like a good sixty four average. I think he's got the ceiling, he'll obviously be kicking goals. Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure. Tubes, what do you think?
0: I think he's got um He's pretty safe in terms of even though the Storm have Pappenhausen out and they've lost almost their entire pack other than Harry Grant, they do still have Harry Grant, Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes and Craig Bellamy as their coach. So I think they're going to be all right this year and so I think they're going to score plenty of tries and if he's goal-kicking for them and playing fullback, he's – He's definitely in for in for some points. I, I just I don't want to start with him. I'm not sure how good of a player he is. How, how good of a player he is. And geez, even that fullback that played for the Storm could be a late bolter from the trial game this weekend. So I just I just I just wonder if he just holds down a spot. And if Pappenhausen's is going to be out for half a year, like I mean, who knows how long he's going to be out for, but. Whether they look potentially for a for a better solution for half the season, I'm not sure. I just I, I, he won't be in my side. Yeah, I just don't think he's ab, he's, he's that good of a yeah. football player.
2: The the last one I think we need to talk about because he's very popular is Brian Totto. Again, 624k, reasonably priced. Dan, any um, any interest in Totto?
1: Yeah, he's a he's a very safe option at that centre wing. It's uh, great to watch. Not sure what's going to go on at the start of the year with Taylor May being out. Uh, I'd assume Todd just stays on that right yeah, hand wing. Yeah, I think so. That's fine, I think, as well. Um, his, his base was down from 2021 last year. I think he can get back to that really good base that he had. Uh, he's got so much explosive power. He gets a lot of those tackle breaks, tackle busts, and he just he's just in for the work. And uh, he's coming off, a. I think he had a syndesmosis injury, which is sometimes hard to get back from. So they tend to rush him back early in their NRL. They lose that little touch of pace, that pace, a little bit of the power uh, that you can generate. So if he's back to full fitness, full strength, uh, and he's got a strong ankle, I think uh he's he's probably the safest when, option in the centre wing to when choose. When did he
2: have that? Was that after his when he got injured in round two, between rounds two and then he came back in round nine? Would that be right? And then he played
1: the rest yeah, of the I year. Yeah I think that was that was it. Yeah, and and it's a it's a it's a really, really painful injury and you can kind of functionally get around on it, but uh it's probably going to be it was probably lingering in him and, and hurting him for the for most of the season there.
2: Yeah I've I haven't thought much about Brian, but I've got to come back to him. I think he has to be in that conversation for that, for that gun spot, um, especially if, you like you say, he can get that base back. Being on the right, still a negative, though. Like, so much better on the left. Uh, All right, let's get into the mid-range, uh, high to mid-range, there's a few categories to get through here. High mid-ranges, 400 to 600K center wings. Uh, I'm just going to go through the ones who are relevant here. It's, we got Herbie Farnworth, Joseph Suatli'i, uh, Selwyn Cobbo, Katoni Staggs, Dom Young, Xavier Coates, Lockie Miller, and Ken Mamalo. Now, these are the ones we're honing in on. Uh, I might start here. So I'm going to make a quick little case for Kenny Mamalo. He is actually a man who was in my side for a brief period during the preseason. He's tenth
0: Laughing. Tubes, does he does he meet he's, your rules? He's, he, he, your, new he's, r- your new rule? Rule one. Rule one. Not not a great player and also in a shit team. Yeah, mid-range pod. No, he's definitely not in the team, in my team this year.
2: So the case for Kenny is there was seven matches last year where he didn't play eighty minutes. Including minutes of two and thirty-one, so he's coming out with an average of forty-four point eight, and is priced accordingly. He scored a few tries, but that's what he does. I think I, I think there are worse. Like I think he's all right. That's about all. That's about all I can say. <laughs> I, I think if 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 you've, got, if you've got if you've got if that's like the price bracket that you can't go up
0: to gun, but you don't want a cheapy. I think, like, I prefer him than Xavier. He's, um, I, I, I read some starting team that had him starting at center because they had stains. because no, they had stains no, at Noffa on ridiculous. the list. <laughs> surely not. That's, ju- that's no chance. you Ken
2: trying to defend in the center. not make the team. Oh
1: jeez.
2: He's like a ship. Yeah. He turns like a ship. He could not, po- couldn't possibly play center, like, so he'd just be caught in his heels the <laughs> yeah. whole time.
1: It's yeah, I thought you were, you were convincing us that he's an option, Matt. When, he is an like, option, you've done nothing to convince us otherwise. He is an option, he's a ship, <laughs> but he's an, he's an option. Turns like turns like a ship, <laughs> <laughs> might not be in the side for too long. He will be looking in the at side. His, his base from last year 24, base plus power 30, averaging 45. Uh, yeah, not for me, big Kenny.
2: His base PPM is 0.36, so it's not like a disaster. And he, he, did, he scored a few tries. All right. Like, I'll, I'll concede that. How many tries he scored? 12. So he wasn't out there much, but when he was out there, he was scoring a few tries. Lockie Miller. <laughs> Lockie Miller is interesting. He's 593K, signed for the Knights from the Sharks. He'll be starting at fullback. Um, he is priced at a 57, 56, 57. Um, now, why Lockie Miller is interesting is because he's he's on a little discount. He only played. There's been it's a lot of look. It's good for a man who's only played six NRL games. He's coming with. Um, he certainly made an impact. So he's got a he's priced at a discount. He average he actually averaged sixty three last year. Uh, so he got three tries in his in his six games. What I like about Lockie Miller is he's like a tackle bust machine. So, um. He, he made six line breaks in his six games and he got 96 points of tackle breaks in his six games. So that's really yeah. elite numbers. Now from an eye test perspective, that's that cr- he's got that kind of Tedesco running style, very low compact to the ground, crabbing across field, bumping guys, gets those cheap tackle breaks, which Teddy gets. Now they're not cheap because they get them because they're strong, but they're easy tackle breaks, I should say. So, I think he's a touch expensive and risky only because they're going from the Sharks to the Knights, and so the Knights are obviously not going to be, you know, as good as running second last year. But um, I think that he's in the conversation. I think that he's an okay pick. Danny, any Lockie Miller thoughts?
1: No, I think I was just going to touch on what you said. Uh, You see it with Teddy. You see it with Munster. They've got that kind of... Such good balance uh, that they can kind of just just put the arm out and push away from people, uh, and in Supercoach, you get a tackle break for that. So he, he definitely he's got the ability to get those those cheap points there. Uh, six games isn't isn't a huge amount to see what he's going to be like for a full season. I was going to say he's kind of like a young Tedesco, but I'm not sure if he's that much that much younger. No, I think he's like 28 or something. Um, yeah, so. Uh, I won't be starting with him. I'd like to see what his role is going to be like at the Knights. Yep. And if it's looking good, uh, you know, and, and one of your guns that you've chosen early, you haven't fired, I think he's an easy one to to sit and watch what happens. All right. Let's move
2: on from those guys. Uh, Tubes, we'll jump to you. Who do you like in this mid-range, high mid-range?
0: I talked about him last week. I like Stags, 500K, uh, Broncos easy start to the year. I think he's he's come out and said that he had a shoulder injury, carried it through last year, which I think everyone knew about. And I just think that he's um, got a real high upside in a oh, really high ceiling to absolutely start off on a tear. He's got Panthers round one. Uh, as I mentioned last week, he typically doesn't care about uh, who he's playing. He can, If he's feeling it on the night, he'll go off. Um, and I, I just think he'll be out for a, a big start to the year after potentially a very disappointing back end to the season last year. If I stayed on that Broncos bandwagon, actually in that mid ranges, I've got all three of them um, Herbie Farnworth, Stags, and Cobbo. Uh, again, all three of them, easy run. Uh, it's sort of pick which one you think is going to go the best of them. But I watched Cobbo in that All Star game on the weekend, and geez, he's. he's He's thickening out into into his frame. Um, I know that people like to make comparisons, and Latrell was the young GI, and then people start saying Cobo and Luttrell comparisons. But from a body type perspective, is he was so gangly last year and so good, and, and he looks so he looks so much bigger again this year. Um, he has to be put on the radar um, to potentially be one of those ones that just. That, that just absolutely gets off to a flyer and scores a, a bucket load of tries.
2: Last year, in the last, he scored like so many tries. Like I feel like I feel like Cobo's the one. If you want to risk to get up the ranks really quickly, really early, Cobbo's the one. Like I think that he's he's got the most potential for like multiple tons. I just think because he's going to score so many tries. If I was having a bet on top try scorer for the season, he'd be he'd be my man. And like you said, Tubes looks a bit bigger. Don't know if he can get that base up. Um, average base point per minute last year of 0.28 which is a bit low lower than my boy Kenny's anyway um so yeah look you'd like to see that get up but i really he's gonna be a rocks and diamonds guy to use a bad cliche but um yeah I think I think there's some merit in him I really do like I think if you really like it's risky but yeah I like it um herbie's one for me for later really like herbie uh, regular listeners would have heard me talk about that at the start of last year, um, and yeah, Stags is is hard to ignore at that price as well. Um, all right, who else we got in this price range to talk about? Dan, anyone for you? Joey Suwali, I know Suwali. I know you were looking at him potentially.
1: Yep, bit similar to um, Cobo in terms of just just getting older and thickening out and getting stronger. Uh, showed in the in the World Cup how, how good Sawali uh, can be and his potential. And I think he's just going to be better this year for sure. He's got the center position. Uh, I think he'll still have a decent workload there as well. He's, what, 590K. I would be looking a lot more closely if uh, I wasn't picking up Teddy. So. Yep. Uh, again, I think um, I, I mean, and certainly you can still run with Teddy and Suwali. I don't, I think that's fine. Um, you know, Teddy Suwali, Teddy Tupu, Teddy Manu combo—they're all fine. But you're just not going to run with three uh, three of those guys, uh, given the given the early buy and the cheese. And you've got, probably got cheese yep. as well. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable looking at. Uh, watching him and him and Tupu up for those high balls this year as well on that left edge. I mean, good to see. It could be
2: anything this year, Suali'i. Oh. Tubes, what about that one for a little who would you rather? Like I feel like he's going to be a bit like Campbell Graham, that bigger center, big high work rate. Would you rather him or Graham to start the year?
0: I, I, I want, I want Suali'i Sua, 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 Suali in my team. Um, I don't think I want him to start the year purely because they've got the buy. Yep. Uh, and what we talked about yep, already, yep. I'm going to have, I'm likely going to have Teddy and Smith after that buy though. And if he can drop a little bit in price, I want him in my team for the rest of the year. I think he's going to be so good. I honestly think I could, he's I could seriously owned. have him, him, Teddy, Manu, and and Smith in my team, and potentially a couple of their back row. <laughs> <laughs> After their buy round, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I could have five or six roosters yeah. players. They like he's. I think he's going to be so good, and I wouldn't. And I and I really think they're going to be pretty dominant this year. Um, so yeah, I won't start the year with him purely as a price and the fact they have the buy. And I've got a fair few, and I'm planning on having some other roosters players. But he's a definite trading target yep. for me in the early rounds.
2: I agree. I he's twenty percent owned as well. I think. I think you can dodge him to start the year. Um, all right, let's get on to our um, low, mid borderline cheapies. So, um, won't spend ages talking about these guys, but all all up for consideration given their roles, I think, and their price points. So, Hayes Perham from Bulldogs, he's 370K. Remus Smith from The Storm. Um, Isaac Thompson from The Bunnies, 330K. Tyrell Sloan, uh, Hammer the Hammer. Always forget his name, Hamaso Tabuay Fido, and Charles Charles Nickel Kluxdal. So this is kind of your like fullbacks and a couple of bigger bodies out there as well, Smith and Thompson. Um, where should we start here? Let's start with the let's start with the non fullbacks. So uh, Isaac Thompson Dan is a guy who I know that you're really keen on.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's going to get that wing spot for the bunnies. Uh, he looks like his his power, his is it'll all be quite good. Uh, in a in a good side early on at 330k, uh, he's definitely the biggest interest in that in that mid range uh, price for me. I'd be locking him in uh, I- as long as he's obviously getting that starting spot to start the year.
2: Jeebs, you and I um you and I went to a social event last night together and we had a bit of a chat about Isaac Thompson. Uh, mainly centered around ta- ta- uh, Tane Milne and had been suspended around one. How worried would you be about Tane Milne? taking his spot on the right wing in round two? And how much of a disaster is it, would you say, for um, people thinking about purchasing Thompson to start the year?
0: Yeah, and I think with this with this category of the low mid-rangers, I mean, most of these guys I, I find fairly boring, but I think they're important to talk about because like you, you're probably going to have to get at least two and you might end up having three in your side that you have to just find in that in that yep. category. And I think Isaac Thompson fits the bill perfectly if he's a starting winger in a good team being the Bunnies and he looks like yep. a big body get-through-work rate right, and is going to score tries. So regarding Milne being out the round one, so he's sort of it's that risk that he comes back in and takes his side. Spot in the side. I think it's just a risk that's worth taking, even mm-hmm. if it's still hanging over. I think he's got the best upside of these three hundred k boys. That if he does hold on to that spot, that um, he's the best of them. So I am going to be risking it to start the year. And you just got to think, like Milne's no good. Like he's he's not a first grader. And so if Isaac <laughs> Thompson has has any has Is any it? you know <laughs> go about him at all, surely Milne's not holding holding his. Hey, this is
2: this is the this is the the Fiji International lock you're talking about here. Yeah, Tane Milne. You brought I him in last year. Yeah, troops. you put him in. Yeah,
1: you brought him into your supercash.
0: It so. was a. It was that was under old. That's under <laughs> that old was, management. Um, that was that was pre rule one, Dan. Pre rule one. Didn't he get sent off? <laughs> Didn't he get sent off? <laughs> yeah, I bought him in against the Bulldogs, uh, and we were playing golf at the time. And uh, and we, by the time we sat down, he was on like three points, and he was gone. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good times. Anyway,
2: yeah. So I, Isaac Isaac Thompson is priced today like a thirty-five. Uh, sorry, a thirty-one, and um, he averaged sixty-three, sixty-four in his two games last year. Now he scored a try in both of those. Um, but his base was good in both 30 and 26. Um, like basically that means that he's going to base what he's priced yeah. at. And so you get the tries upside. I tend to agree. I think he's worth the risk. Look, it's it's going to be awkward if he is dropped. For round so two. many
0: of these 300 Ks are about to talk about though. Like one of them's going to, you're going to miss one. One of them's going to be going well. Mm. It's an easy flip. I think like, if you don't start with Charns or, yep. or whoever else we're going to talk about, like, as in, I think there's enough of yeah, them yeah. you can flip.
1: Yeah, but it's, it 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 costs it costs you a tr- cost a trade. It, yeah, it costs a sideways trade, which you really don't want for those guys. Costs mine, you if he holds his spot though, no Dan, too, because he's going
0: to average fifty plus. Um, well, not really, because you can buy yeah, him. It's a trade to buy him.
2: Yeah, but you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's the flip side. I think. I think. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's easier to trade when there's more cert, when you've got certainty about his position. He becomes a better proposition. Yeah. Um, and when you're trying to set up your team, like those trades are important. And so if you build, you're like I get it, I know what you're saying, Tubes. I'm I think that the down I think that the upside far outweighs the downside on getting Thompson in. He'd have to go pretty terrible, and as far all the noise coming out of the camp is that. Yeah, he's he's had the full preseason now and he's kind of ready to go. So we'll um we'll get John O on for a bit of bit of Inside a, mail inside word on the bunnies. Yeah, before we kick off. Um all right, who else we got? Who else we got in this roach? Okay, Hayes Perham, popular. Uh three hundred and seventy K fullback oh, sorry. Where are my manners? We're talking about non fullbacks to start. Remus Smith, Storm, three hundred and fourteen K, I think. Yep. Um Not for me, Clive. Anyone? Anyone want a bit of Remus? He's in in my team.
0: Wow. Uh, He's in my team, and and he and he Mm. beats rule one purely because he plays for the Storm, and uh, and I'm not starting with um, Munster or uh, or Harry Grant, and he's sort of my my Storm insurance Uh, at 300k. I think he fits the bill. Uh, he'll average better than better than that, so he's definitely got value, and I think uh, certainly on matchups you can play him in your seventy. So yeah, I, I like him. I think I think uh, as I said before, the the storm are still going to go well this year, and I think he's got some some upside for s- some big games.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I think I I similar to you, Tubes. I've been looking for someone. To pick from the Storm, I currently don't have any Storm players except for a couple of cheapy prospects. Uh, So looking at, you know, potential starters, I've been floating with uh, Remus Smith or George Jennings if he's back from injury. Um, George Jennings on the wing for the Storm just purely might get some tries early on at a decent price. I think he's around 400 k uh, but I don't as a as from a data perspective, I don't have too much interest in in either of them. Uh but it's just because there's a lack of these low to mid sort of low to mid guys and, and I'm saying it now, like Perham, uh Sloan and Hammer, I'm just I'm putting them in the bin straight away. I don't want any of them near my side to start with.
2: Perham, Sloan and Hammer, you want none of them. How are you gonna feel none how are you gonna fill
1: your centre wing out? So, what about Chance? Well, Chance, I like, I like Chance the best out of them. Um, you're looking at sort of last year, um, he was average. He was average. Every score, of thirty-one points f- per game before that, forty-nine points before that, fifty-four points before that, fifty-seven points. So I think he's a, he's a 50, 50 average kind of guy at fullback. Uh, what also correlates with that is is uh his minutes per game also correlates well with that. So yep. I think he went really low in terms of minutes per game last year. Uh and that's where you can playing. See wing why and, those he was have playing wing and off. center
2: last year, mainly.
1: Yeah, and so he averaged fifty eight point uh fifty-eight minutes per game. Obviously less chance to get a try. Uh but also I think his involvement at the Warriors, if he if he does get that fullback spot, I think it's gonna going to progress. So uh, I think he's, he's well, probably undervalued at the moment and the only one out of those other guys I mentioned that I'm interested in.
2: Tubes, any rebuttal on Dan's nowhere near my side comment?
0: Look, I, I'm i not having uh, – I, I, I agree with a lot of Dan's sentiments. I'm not having – it's really just about this, who you're finding in this 300K. I'm not having Chance, I'm not having Sloan, I'm not having Hayes, per, per ham or param param per, per, uh, i'm not i'm not having <laughs> i'm not having the hammer um and and uh so i so really i'm just like okay i need two 300k people i like thompson and i like Rima smith um and and that's sort of that's it's it's really it's just because i pulled out the pen on the rest of them and that's about it the only thing with smith is he scored one try in nine games last year yeah And he's not going to average these storm centers. Just don't score. I mean, they do. They just. He just. I mean, (laughs) he did it last year, uh, but he does normally score. So, um, if I pull up my uh, my stat sheet, but last year he averaged what? uh, He scored one try, and the year before across twenty three games, he averaged ten points. Ten points in tries. So, what's that? That's. 230 points it's you know it's a lot more tries um yeah. so he, he, he does <laughs> score uh he scored 14 at, tries at the year the before price. so he does score tries um and i think i think at the price he's he's worth a shout you're talking
2: me into yeah, him a little and I bit i
1: think I think we he's gonna be he's gonna be started justin Olam is suspected fractured arm uh out of the trial so i mean i think he was guaranteed that center spot anyway remus smith but now he's a certainty to be there and you know, in a in a good storm side, if they get off to a flyer, I think he's got a few tries in him. So yeah, I don't I don't mind him.
2: Um, just on all those fullbacks, like I I I'm with you, Dan. I like um, Nickel Cook start. Um, I Think he's a I think he's um, a. You know, he I'd be surprised if he doesn't match his, his his um price in terms of an average. He could have a pretty important role to play at the Warriors as well. It's, it's kind of a bit to be seen. So there's there's upside in in his role. Uh, Hammer, Sloan, I'll put them in together. I oh, and Perham as well. Like, yeah, they they could like they you know they might miss it, but I just I just don't know how you can say no, given you've got to fill out your centre wing. Like if these cheapies who we will we'll touch on in a sec don't present themselves. Um, like these guys, Sloan, Sloan's a good player. I just think he just needs some experience and like yeah, he's gonna have some bad games probably don't want to always play when you're 17. But I think he only needs like one ton and he'll make a ton of money.
0: Yeah. But they got the buy round one and I just think like they're easy to get. You're just making your decision as to which one Mm. you leave out. And I just think Hammer Hammer Mm. and Sloan, yeah, they just need a ton, but they they are missing the base and they're they're in shit sides. Like that's just like as in the Dragons are so crap, like as in they are – if the Dolphins Agreed. weren't in the, the NRL this year, they'd probably could be one of the worst NRL sides in the last ten years, like on paper.
1: Just just from a strategy point of view, say uh, Tyrus Sloan misses the first one, but then he comes out and goes hundred hundred. Well, pretty easy. You can pick him up there, as you said, doing the mid range swap across on the bubble. Uh, yep, and but I've I've I'd say he's he's more likely to come out and go twenty twenty. Hmm. And then you're stuck with a mid ranger and go, what the, what the hell do I do with this guy? There's no other cheapies that I I can get. Uh, I'm going to have to downgrade a gun elsewhere to bump him up to to someone I want. Or yeah, I I, I mean, again, he might. And then you can probably do the mid range switch with him as well. But you've got two twenty scores out of him and a buy. So I mean, Hammer also a terrible team might not even be at that fullback spot with others there. So what was the quote from? What was the, what was the
2: quote from last week, Dan? About. He hates contact, or
1: yeah. he avoids contact. He hates contact. He, avoids yeah, look, contact. It's, it's it's sometimes a bit harsh. He he avoids con- he avoided contact because there was a lot of options around the cows he could just kind of flick the ball onto. So uh, you know he may maybe maybe he's better this year. Maybe he's hit the gym. Maybe he's he's met up with Bronson Cherry a couple now, times. Now Matt, know, yeah, so I'm
2: happens. I'm not not with off. chance. Yep.
0: yep. Is there any chance he doesn't start at fullback? for the Warriors. Is it like cuz I am reading that there's potential that cuz Luke Kmetcalf is an absolute gun that he starts at 58 and Tamari Martin starts at fullback and Chance ends up in the centres. Yep. If he if yep. if that's the case is he just like do we stop talking about Chance if he's a centre for the Warriors?
2: No. Uh he's certainly not as good a pick, but again, like he's going to be he still should be value. He, he still should hit a 40 average. He still will average, have a work you know? rate
0: even if he's in the centres. But do you think yeah. there's any chance or am I just making that up? Feels feels like.
2: Uh, I'd i be surprised. I doubt they're going to go off one game. Like I, I think that the coach would have a very fair idea, like unless that was always yeah, the plan. Okay. But yeah, it's probably a chance, 10%, something like that. Um, won't rule it out. Um. All right, so let's just give the um, we're not going to go through these guys. Um, I'm just going to describe these guys as no brainers if they start. Please just disagree with me after I say their name. Oh, I'm just going to go with Khan from the Titans. Um, he's bottom dollar. Uh, I'll give his name a crack. I'm just going to I'm going to Alafiana Khan Pereira. 31% owned. Um, probably in most sides at the moment. He's 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 slated in to start. So, no-brainer. Any any opposition there? Dan?
1: Yeah, if he's starting, I think you've got to have him just at the basement price. I saw some highlights of him. Um, he looks an absolute flyer uh, in attack. Uh, I also saw some lowlights of him getting absolutely boshed off a couple of times in Queensland Cup, I think. So, uh, if defence is is... Is going to be an issue. He might. They've got a few outside backs as well, the Titans. So that could get flipped pretty early. Yeah. Uh, but I think you've just got to run on. If he gets a start, you get in. So
2: maybe a non non play for you if you can avoid it in your seventeen.
1: Yeah. If there's if there's if if there's say people popping up that nobody's aware of, say that uh, was that Sewer Faiolongo from uh Storm yep. today had a had a great game. If he's popping up, I'll be I'll be picking up someone like him over the top.
2: Uh, Paul Alamotti from the Bulldogs. Um, I saw him today. He Got a try. Look pretty good. Um, I think he's someone who you can play in your seventeen, and I, he looks locked into that left edge. So we'll go with him. Jack Howarth, dual, second row center, two hundred k. He's on the no brainer list here, but I don't think he is a no brainer because uh, if he does make the Storm team, he's not. I don't think he's starting. I don't think he's making his way into the starting team. Tubes, do you have Howarth at the moment?
0: I've got Howarth um with um Olam breaking his arm I, th- I thought he could be a potential starting center for them over
2: what if he's on the bench?
0: If he's on the bench he's not a no he's not a no brainer but he's but he's a 200k jewel um so
2: yeah the jewel's the big one
0: yeah it'll be a question mark but we'll see
2: yeah he didn't play today yeah. so that's probably a good we sign talked, for uh, him
1: I think we talked about nuffs this year so if he's in the bench uh, to start the season obviously they're going to be they're going to be keen on keeping him in the seventeen and then he could he could jag a starting spot going forward and if worse comes to worse, lots of injuries and buyers affect you and you can chuck him in and he he still goes right off the bench I think he's he's worth having over over enough. yeah and we mentioned so we mentioned last week as well if he's in the that
2: 17. those jewels are worth a fair bit more this year just given um the scarcity of them, so yeah yep I'm gonna go with him if he's Anywhere near the side. Hayes Dunster from the Parramatta Parama- Parama- Eels, also known affectionately by Dan as Hayes Dumpster. Uh Danny big hazy coming in if he's getting a start on the wing.
1: Yeah, for sure. 234K in a decent side. Uh coming off. Was he ACL last year, I think? Yeah, ACL. yeah, he got he got hip he got uh, hip dropped
2: by uh Fui Maono.
1: Yeah, I think I think I picked him up either last year or the year before. Um, when um, he was either going to be a a knife or a or a player, and he ended up being eighteenth man That's and right. getting on a couple of times. So it was pretty 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 tough having uh, the dumpster in the team. But uh, no, I think he's in for a good year this year. Is he's, he's a young up and comer? I, I like the cut of his jib.
2: That reminds me. Just while we're talking about it, if you've made it this far, it's a bit of a long pod tonight. So thanks for sticking by bias. us. But um, eighteenth man is a bit um, is it that new rule of the eighteenth man? with only two concussions now, two HIA failures. That's going to be a bit of a, a, um, a landmine for some of these fringe players who like Jack Howarth could be one, like who are 18th men and they come on and only get like three minutes on the field. Uh, And that's going to impact their super coach scoring. So just one to be careful of um, as we progress, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Last one on the list here is Tafare from the dolphins. Now I haven't, See, I've seen a couple of highlights from this guy. Uh, he, looks in, he looks a he uh, looks a bit of a ten pin, uh, ten pin bowling ball. Uh, very friendly super coach game all round, and um, he. I don't think he's going to get the start, but um, he's just one just in case he does. That I mean, he'll be very popular anyway. But he's one of the the no brainers. Uh, any final thoughts on centre wing tubes?
0: Ah, oh,
2: it's pretty comprehensive.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think we've we've. Um... Tried to try to be quick, but it's just such a big, big, big area of the game, uh, in my opinion, for this year, and, and it's probably one of the um, important areas to get right um, in terms of strategy. So hopefully we've covered enough for a few people. Um, just very quickly, currently right now I've got Talakai, Stags, Isaac Thompson, and Remus Smith as my starting four center wings. Uh, so couple of guns and a couple of low mid-rangers for, that we've talked about tonight.
2: Dan, what's your current uh, four on field for centre wing?
1: Oh, well, it's it's definitely not going to stay this way. Uh, <laughs> but I've taken, taken taken Val Holmes out just to just to toss around the teams at the moment. But I've got Talakai, uh, Isaac Thompson, Paul Alamotti uh, and Chan's.
2: Yeah, so I'm the same. I I've got Talakai, but I think that's mainly because um, me and Troops had had a big chat about him last night. And I just wanted to see what it looked like. I got Talakai, Hayes, Perham, Isaac Thompson, and Nickel Klukstar. Um, yeah, I I still think that there's a lot of um, merit in going the four cheapy option or at least low mid ranges, but that's also quite scary. So it just depends on the balance of your team. But hopefully we've given you enough. Um, Hopefully we get enough info to make a um a relatively informed decision, Dan.
1: Yeah, for for me it's it's um say premium guns, max two, absolute max, probably smarter play playing one. Uh max two mid rangers. I don't think I'm gonna run with three. I think I'd rather the rest cheapies and say like an Alamotti to break out and, and start him in that fourth spot. Uh and yeah, I, I would I, I could even potentially run with one mid ranger and go the rest cheapies and potentially have two two guns. So I think that's 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 why you gotta kinda think about the makeup of the centre wing.
2: Just while we're talking here, I've just swapped out uh Talakai for sell and cobo just to see how that feels on after uh, that after looking? all that chat. Yeah, yeah. It means I can uh, get just for now, it means I can trade out Franklin Pele for Davy Moali. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we'd be on here for another four hours if we listened Just- to all the all the, all the changes <laughs> you're going to make to your team in the next in the next few days, Matt.
1: Was uh, watching the Panthers trial and uh, the old uh, Jenkins, the blonde blonde winger, looked looked pretty decent. Um, I think Peruva is it Peruva? Peruva. It's going to potentially Peruva Peruva potentially going to start. Do you think uh, Jenkins any nah. any chance to trump him for the never, for the first round?
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, that was their. That's basically okay. their C team. They ran out there. Um, sure. they got the world. They got I, the World Club Challenge next week. Yeah. So that basically anyone who played in that game will be lucky to see first grade in the first month.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he's one to watch out for for the future. He's got some. He's got some good stats. Some good base. Yep. And looks a good player, so uh if he's if he's if there's a few injuries to that Penrith back line and he's uh he's getting a chance, I think he will yeah, be he'll be it, a worth good mentioning
0: person. in the twenty twenty five preseason pod. We'll bring him back up. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: everyone's real <laughs> yeah. happy
0: they stuck around
2: for an hour and a half to hear about Jenkins. <laughs> uh,
0: if I can leave if I All can right. leave you Make just with one, um is is just rule number one. Just everyone remember that everyone follow it in for this year because it's, I think it's I think it's I think that's the main thing. I can't wait year. to pull you
2: up on this. I can't wait till we hear about. <laughs> no it. I can't hear it till till we no. Who will be the 2023 Mon- Marcelo Montoya? I'm looking forward to it. All right, it's been a big one. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Maddie. Cheers, tubes. Have a good Maybe. one. Thanks, everyone. Been a long one, but a good one. We'll see you next week.